One, two. figured it out. Sorry about the technical difficulties. Welcome to another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. And the right size RV for any vehicle all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Big show planned today. A lot of Deshaun Watson news. A lot of rumors that that might even happen today. Hey. Uh, we're going to get into some Baker Mayfield with the NFL. Then a lot of Major League Baseball free agency popping off. We'll end the show with um, a little Would You Rather game, but also... Happy 316 to everybody. A little stone cold day. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know I needed a little <laughs> twist off here. A little water bottle. A little early celebration for your St. Patrick's Day tomorrow. Uh, very excited about today's show, though. We thank you guys for joining us and putting up with our technical difficulties. Apparently, all you have to do is send a chat. And then we're back right here in the call-in app where we are every weekday from 10 a.m. to question mark. But let's get started with the Deshaun Watson news. Yesterday we were talking about him. There were rumors that maybe even the Falcons were a team that got interested in Deshaun Watson. And then Diana Rossini reported last night that these teams that are interested in him, first, they have to submit a trade proposal to the Houston Texans before they can even meet with Deshaun Watson. And that's why I kind of teased it. I think this is going to happen pretty quickly. I think a lot of these teams have already submitted their offer, and then they get to meet with Deshaun Watson. So uh, one of those teams, the New Orleans Saints, they seem to be the favorite. The Saints call the Texans. They offer a trade. The Texans say, yep, that looks good. That's good enough. You can talk to our guy now. If he's interested, uh, he can go there. That's why I think that we're going to see this happen very quickly. And I like that move by the Texans to say, hey, you want to talk to our quarterback first? Let's get this out of the way. What are you offering for him? Yeah. And it sounds like the Texans are wanting three first-round picks plus players. I think that's the going rate. That's about what it should be. And, and it makes a lot of sense, too. First off, I need to apologize to my microphone just for starting the show because I beat the shit out of it trying to get some sound out of it, a little just tap-tap. So I kind of feel bad, so I'm sorry. But with Deshaun Watson, I definitely thought this would be the other way around. Like I thought he would pretty much say, okay, hey, I've met with the teams that I'm interested in. This is what I want to go to. Now you guys figure out the trade. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of felt the, the same way, actually. But it, it sounds like it's pretty opposite. And from everything that I've read and heard, it feels like as of last night, at least, the Saints were the favorite in this whole thing to land Deshaun Watson. But the Falcons making a, a late push here. And it, it kind of sounds like if Deshaun Watson were to power rank these teams, the Falcons might be at the top. I don't think the Falcons have made that, that trade offer to the Texans yet, though. Because as we talked about yesterday, it was Deshaun Watson who reached out to the Falcons and was like, hey, you guys interested? He sent the – I shouldn't say that. Yeah. He 
was the one who initiated the contact there. Even that sounds bad with Deshaun Watson. But he was targeting. That's also bad. He talked to the Falcons. (laughs) (laughs) And it seems like that's where he wants to be. I would put the Saints probably next. And I think another thing that's crazy about the whole Deshaun Watson on the field stuff, the Saints were able to clear up $80 million this offseason. Like within the last month. They just wiped $80 million from their books. It's like, we have it now. We can use it. We can spend this amount of money. And just, I don't understand how. I still don't. I had to tweet earlier. It's like, I'm just going to have to accept the fact I will never understand how the salary cap works. Never. Never. And I even saw the spot rat guy tweeting out about it. He's like, hey, the salary cap is not a myth, but it's definitely fluid. And I just, I don't know. The way that some of these owners, specifically the Saints, year in, year out, wipe so much money from their salary cap to where even last year we were talking about, it's like, oh, they're pushing it to next year, but next year they, they're going to have to eat some of it. Nope. Yeah. They they pushed it again. And everyone they're extending is kind of what I was mentioning yesterday, I believe, with the Packers is these are all guys that they have drafted themselves. So, I mean, I think it was 2017 or 18, the draft that they had, every single player that they drafted was a hit. I mean, they've either been signed directly back to the Saints or they've gone somewhere else. And got a big deal. Right. And it's like, man, these guys, like, props to the Saints for doing everything correctly. And we think yep. losing Sean Payton and Drew Brees might be a big deal. I don't know. Maybe they're just set up to kind of keep going. They did lose safety Marcus Williams to the Ravens, which I think is huge for the Saints and the, the Ravens as well. I think he's a very good safety. He's a guy that kind of got shit on for that missed tackle in Minnesota. Yeah. But, I mean, that, that was one bad play. I think he's still a very good safety. And then uh, what the Saints are doing, like you kind of got to lose a couple players. You can't afford to keep everyone, especially if you're going to make a run at Watson. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's why they're clearing up money. And when you look, I mean, even looking at the Falcons, though, like their situation with money, you know, when they were paying Julio and now Matt Ryan, and is now you moved on from Julio, Calvin Ridley suspended. You don't have to worry about paying him this year. What's the exciting aspect of going to Atlanta to play there? Kyle Pitts. Like, that's it, though? You just get one target? You well, don't if have you're a Deshaun Watson, back. he's from that area. Yeah. I mean, it, it would be like for you and the, when the Chiefs were down in the dumps. I mean, like, why the fuck would you want to go play for the Chiefs? Well, because that's the team I grew up rooting for. Actually, I respect the hell out of that. Then. Yeah, so, I mean, they would be at the top of your it's list. playing or, real-life Madden. Like, actually, mm-hmm. I'm going to force yeah, like he's, to my team. He's from Georgia. I even saw yesterday he was like the ball boy for the Falcons for a little bit. So it was like a that's that's what it is. And I, I guess if you believe in the, the Falcons and you like Kyle Pitts and then you say, hey, let's you know get a deal done with one of these free agent receivers because none of them are signing at all. Yeah. And then maybe you feel like that's a, a good place to build. I If I were him, I would much rather go to probably the Saints – uh, the Colts are a non-starter there for him. Uh, but what's going to be crazy for Deshaun Watson and suck for him, he's going to go to one of these teams, and they're going to give up three first-round picks. Yeah. So it's like good luck building this team. Like You're going to have to be pretty damn good. And it's you got to have a quarterback before you can do anything. But I, I do think that it is going to be a tough go at it if you're going to a team that doesn't have established guys already. And the Saints, like if they can keep figuring out the salary cap where they have Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, and some of the guys they have, yeah, that's probably your best option as far as 
players on the field. Most definitely, and it's a solid offensive line. It's a good defense as well. So, I mean, if the Saints find a way to make this happen, they're in a great spot. And they've already shown they can beat Tom Brady in the regular season. Playoffs yeah. is a different story, but, I mean, the fact yeah, that Yeah, and it was can, Sean Payton, but... Yeah, and the fact that you were able to do it, yeah, again, Sean Payton's a huge aspect of that. But it just, it opens the door for the NFC and the NFC South, for sure. Whether he goes with the Saints, the Panthers, the Falcons, the Cleveland Browns staying in the AFC. Do you think he looks at the AFC and, like, the Browns and goes, ah, you know what, like, that's going to be... So difficult to have the, to have any success in the AFC this year. Man, I the Browns, I would look at them. They, remember, they just brought in Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. I really like Donovan Peoples-Jones. I think he's a solid receiver. David Njoko has been a really good tight end. But then having really Nick Chubb, Cooper today. Kareem Hunt, and that offensive line, I think the Browns would be probably my top landing spot if that really happens. It appears like the Browns met with Deshaun Watson yesterday, which really pissed off Baker Mayfield. <laughs> and I, I even tweeted it out last night. I feel bad for the dude. Yeah. I I do. I He was picked first overall there. He was supposed to kind of be the guy. It's not really working out for him. Now your team, your own team is openly like, yeah, we're meeting with Deshaun Watson. Like We have question marks about our quarterback. That's tough. Do you think as like – being Baker Mayfield, you're in a situation like, yeah, I guess I kind of understand it. Deshaun Watson's pretty freaking good. Probably not. <laughs> Is it like, no, I'm the number one pick. He was pick, what, 11 or 12? Yeah. It's like, ah, like, imagine I bring some other dude in here, and we're meeting, and I'm like, yeah, like, you're probably better than big country, so, like, if we can make this work. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, you're like, or even opposite. If you did that, I'd be sitting over here like, fuck that dude. I'm so <laughs> much better than he is. Are you kidding me? You could bring in Dan Patrick to this show, and I'd be like, what is he going to bring that I can't? What is he doing that I don't? A lot. Everything. He's Dan Patrick. He's Hall of Famer. Yeah. But, you know, I feel like that's probably Baker Mayfield. Then, I mean, even Baker Mayfield, back to his Texas Tech days. He couldn't beat out Patrick Mahomes, and he was like, why not? <laughs> that's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And he still was like, that's bullshit. I'm leaving, which I don't blame him for that one. I'm not. Yeah. He made the right decision it for himself, out clearly. It worked very well. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I, I do think that that is probably him. And, and Baker Mayfield, you know, he took to the notes app yesterday and told Cleveland fans how he feels. And I, I believe him. I don't think he's lying. I think that you know the plan was to be there forever. For him to start a family there and ride off into the sunset as a Cleveland Brown, that's just not the storyline in the NFL. You don't get it very often. And I, I think that's up. That's what's up with Baker Mayfield. And I I think it's going to be very hard for him to return to the Cleveland Browns. I don't think that's something that will happen. I, I think that now even if you're the Browns, you better go all in on Deshaun Watson because I think you got a quarterback that's done with you. And like I said, back to his Texas Tech days, I feel like when Baker Mayfield is done with you, he's done with you forever. He's a grudge holder. And I don't I don't think it's going to be as easy as, oh, yeah, let me come back. I wouldn't be surprised if by this week or next week, Baker Mayfield says, I want to trade. I don't care what happens with Deshaun Watson. I want to trade. Trade me to, should be the Indianapolis Colts. Yep. And going to Indianapolis almost makes too much sense for him, too. I'm surprised he hasn't done that yet. Or maybe if he has, where it just hasn't gotten out. Yeah. Where he's just like, hey, if you're looking at other options, so am I. Let's just end this now. Yeah, I mean, there was even talk you know, last season about like what would happen with Baker Mayfield. Should they pay him? Yeah. All that stuff. 
So, I, I mean, I, I think that it is probably time for yeah, Baker Mayfield to move on to go to a different team. And I do feel bad for him as well because, like, you do go into this situation where, like you said, you want to go there, you want to spend the rest of your life there, start a family, get involved in the community, grow there, mature, yada, yada, yada. You want to do all that in Cleveland. But, like, if you get an opportunity to go do it somewhere else where you're more welcomed and wanted, maybe that's like, that's the best option for you. I'm sure it's going to be Texas Tech, Oklahoma for him all over again. And if he does leave Cleveland and he goes somewhere else and he exceeds and he has that chip on his shoulder, we're going to sit here and look at it and be like, oh, Brown's messed up. Had you, yeah. let, you had Baker Mayfield in the building. He had one injury play season where he was battling through rib injury, shoulder injury, doing everything that he could. And then you moved on from it. You went somewhere else and had success. The thing about Cleveland as well, they're drafted number 13 overall. So say Deshaun Watson says, thanks, but no thanks. I'll go somewhere else. Baker Mayfield says, eh, actually, I want to go to the Colts. Get rid of me, whatever. Trade me. Cleveland's still kind of in a good spot to draft a quarterback. They might be able to get the best quarterback in this draft, which is not saying much. <laughs> yeah. But they could. Or, you know, or they'd be in a really good position to try to attack a guy like Jordan Love, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Still out there. The market for Jimmy Garoppolo has dried up so fast. Well, I think it's because of that shoulder surgery. I mean, you know, you hear some people talk about it. It's like, yeah, yeah you know, like the, the injury is a little bit more concerning than a lot of people thought, whether it is the left shoulder, is the left shoulder, correct? Because it's not his throwing arm. For Garoppolo, I think it is his throwing shoulder. It is. Well, that's very concerning then, because now you got uh, guys that have torn ACL. The thumb injury, shoulder injury. Because for Baker Mayfield, it was the left shoulder. Yeah. His non throwing arm. Yep. I was trying to look at it, but um, I couldn't find it quick enough. But I, I thought it was his throwing shoulder. Yeah. If it is Jimmy Grappler's throwing shoulder, that is going to be tough to get rid yeah. of him because everyone's going to be so concerned about that. Right. It. Uh, you know, a lot of teams, though, like even with him, uh, it was his throwing shoulder. So that could be slowing it down. But a lot of the teams. So far, the Commanders and the Steelers, I feel like those were the favorites for for Jimmy G, and they kind of they already moved on with Trubisky and Wentz. Like, what the hell? <laughs> right? I mean, Tr- Mitchell Trubisky was it like a two year, fourteen million dollar deal to be the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, yeah, something like that. There's, I just feel like if you're the Steelers, you have to be sitting here like we could have been the top for Deshaun Watson. I feel like they rushed it almost. Yeah. Like, like, is that weird for me to say? There's like, oh, we need a quarterback. We this is one that we don't need to worry about this. We need to make sure the rest of the team. I do care. wonder if some front offices or coaches though said absolutely not on Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Maybe the Steelers were one of them. I, I don't know. I mean, they did have Ben Roethlisberger as their quarterback. He had been in some trouble before. <laughs> Obviously, Antonio Brown been in a lot of trouble. Yeah. So they don't seem like the kind of organization that's just like absolutely no. But I I do wonder as well. I mean, if the Steelers have Deshaun Watson. Good luck beating the oh, Pittsburgh Steelers. I know. With that defense and everything, Najee Harris at running back, Deontay Washington at receiver, Chase Claypool. Yeah. I mean, maybe they still make a move. Tight end. <laughs> and like, you know what? We're not paying Trubisky that much. So that's kind of what I'm thinking, though. Is like, is there any way? And I know you, you shut it down yesterday. Or if, I don't know if it was just a possibility or you just not think it was going to happen, but like, could Mitchell Trubisky still be like a trade piece for you? I don't know. That, I don't think they can actually trade him because they just signed him. Okay. Like, I think it's against the rules to trade him. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. So I think you would have to keep him. When you hit me with that no yesterday, I was just like, no, you mm-hmm. think it's going to happen? Or like, no, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. I think it should happen. 
They should have called about Deshaun Watson. Yeah. But for whatever reason. That would be freaking hilarious. They're like, hey, we signed Mitchell Trubisky and immediately trade him. Maybe even the Texans. Like, you know, uh, I think we talked about it yesterday. Maybe the Steelers picked up the phone and called the Texans. And the Texans are like, no, I'm not letting you run the NFC for the next 10 years. (laughs) Like, no, thank you. The AFC, I think I said NFC. Like, maybe that was just another immediately no. It would have been crazy. As a Chiefs fan, as a fan of an AFC team, we should all be thankful that the Texans didn't trade him to the Steelers. 100%. I mean, I'm talking like LeBron era, Miami, not one, not two, <laughs> not three. <laughs> like, they would have won Super Bowls. Yeah. Let's remember, Mike Tomlin had a winning record with Mason Rudolph as his and quarterback. Duck Hodges. <laughs> right. The duck caller. Yeah. So, I, what he could do with Deshaun Watson. I mean, old-ass Ben Roethlisberger walking through that locker room. Winning games, starting out the season eleven and zero, but very biased towards Mike Tomlin, for sure. But at the same time, though, like I think you're right. When you look at the Steelers, they are set up for success. Their defense is good too. Minka Fitzpatrick, you got defense player of the year. Their defense is better than their offense. Yeah, and you know uh, we haven't talked a lot like in depth free agent moves. Steelers have done a very good job of addressing their offensive line. Yes. They they signed two interior linemen, uh, who was I think it was Mason Cole and James Daniels. Those are good solid guys. One of them can play center. One of them can play guard. Yep. They've really addressed that offensive line very well. And even sitting at pick number twenty, they could go tackle in the draft if they wanted to. Receiver, whoever. I mean, that's a perfect spot to get another playmaker. Yeah, I mean it's. They do a very good job of running that organization. You know what I really worry about? The Steelers getting this Christian Watson kid in the second round. <laughs> right? Like They're a freaking second-round receiver just gold mine. Uh-huh. Everybody just lets him pass by, and then yes. Steelers there's the Steelers. Like, like, what okay. a bunch of idiots. <laughs> Look at us. We got a Pro Bowl receiver in the second round. <laughs> yeah. Again. Yep. Yep. They, <laughs> like did it with Juju. Is... they did it with Chase. Uh-huh. Do it with Christian. Yeah. Uh, I, it would be very surprising – to see that happen, but I wouldn't put it past the Steelers <laughs> to make that happen. And with Baker Mayfield, um, I think he should put in a trade request. I think he should go to a team, maybe a team that would even sign him to an extension. Like he's up, he can do it. Yeah. But he hasn't. He could have <laughs> last year, but he hasn't. So, you know, a team like the Colts, I don't know that I would sign him to an extension, but I, I'd probably toy with it. The problem you with think- the Colts. They don't have any draft picks. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Do you think they would even trade him within the AFC? Or do you think they'd go NFC and look at the Seahawks? There are a lot of teams that will say, like, uh, nope, not trading you in the AFC. I would think that the Browns would be okay with that since it's not within the division. And I I wouldn't be too afraid of Baker Mayfield, especially if you get Deshaun Watson. (laughs) If you get Deshaun Watson, you you can talk to the Steelers and be like, yeah. Take him. Don't care. In the division. Whatever you want See it do. twice a year. Don't even <laughs> yeah. care. We saw Hugh Jackson do it. It's fine. Uh, it, but most teams won't trade within the division. That does make teams like the Panthers, the Saints, and a team that has not been active like at all in the quarterback market is the Seahawks. Well, you just got a message here. Seattle supposedly likes Drew Locke. Yeah. yeah I, don't that's... Believe, I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't think you're looking at Drew Locke like, yeah, we'll trade Russell Wilson and develop this kid. Well, no, but I, I think it's like the we believe in Drew Locke for this season. And then we're going to look at Bryce Young next year. TikTok sound. That's a fucking mistake. 
Yeah. Well, I but with even with Russell Wilson, he forced his way out. Yeah, for sure. So you don't want to be with somebody that doesn't want to be with you. That's true in the quarterback world <laughs> as well. So I don't think that the Seahawks are like, see you later, Russell Wilson. We got Drew Locke coming in. And it's like, oh, shit, he wants out. Who can we get? Yeah. Drew Locke. Would you rather have Drew Locke or Baker Mayfield? Uh, Baker Mayfield. Okay. As a quarterback. This I, is where I always go to my mind where it's like, I'm going to sit here and joke, crack jokes about Drew Locke, and he's going to have like an incredible season. I'm going to look like a fool. Yeah. That's my luck. I don't think so. You never know. I, I think I've See, never now, done the research. This is now where I put myself in spot where I was like, I'm going to try to defend Drew Locke. Uh-huh. There's no need to. Just I could see it being my luck that something like that would take After me. like so many showings in the NFL, if you haven't shown me that you're good, I'm not buying into your potential anymore. Yeah. And that's where I'm at with guys like you know Drew Locke or Carson Wentz, any of these guys. I, after a certain point, it's not potential anymore. You're just bad. Even I mean, I even said mentioned last year you know, with Vic Fangio just – trying to do anything he could to keep his job because he knew he was on the hot seat. If you're playing Teddy Bridgewater over Drew Locke, who right. has a stronger arm, is younger, you know, more athletic, in terms of just being able to be mobile and move and be more physical because he's bigger, and maybe that says something about Drew Locke too. But when yeah. you're the Seattle Seahawks, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they're done necessarily, but it is interesting if they do go with Drew Locke for this entire next season. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, even with uh... – you know, the Deshaun Watson stuff, the Seahawks don't appear to be in on him. They, they've just never really made a play for him. Uh, they're not making plays for guys like even like a Jameis Winston or anything like that. I do think that the Seattle Seahawks will probably roll with Drew Locke this year. And uh, I don't hate it. I think that this is probably his last year to bet on his potential. Maybe if you're the Seahawks, you say, all right, let's get him out of Denver. Let's give him a chance. We've got two good receivers here. We'll bet on him for this year, and if not, we'll draft a quarterback next year. He just—he hasn't been good enough for me. I'm not like writing him off, but I'm not believing in the hype anymore. Yeah, and I agree with that. The thing with Seattle now makes me wonder: is like, are they in a complete like rebuilding stage, or are they in like a reloading stage? Man, I think it's rebuild, which is crazy with Pete Carroll. Because when you look at the Saints, I mean, they're just rebuild. You find a quarterback. You, you have everything else. You're there. You just got to rebuild that one position and kind of some depth, and you're good to go. Same thing with Cleveland. You know, excuse me, in uh, Pittsburgh, you're just trying to reload on what you have in terms of talent and depth and quality role players and go. When you look mm-hmm. at Seattle, it feels like they need more than just one position. Yeah. Well, and like the releasing of Bobby Wagner. Exactly. Yeah. But, at, you know, at the same time, like they re signed Quandre Diggs. Who's a veteran safety, and I don't know that he would have stuck around if it was like, hey, sorry, we're rebuilding. Like Usually if a team is rebuilding, if they're going to blow it up, they're not paying guys like that. They're going to let them walk as well. Yeah. Or, you know, even like a Jamal Adams type. They're not trying to get any picks back for him or anything like that. So I think the mindset of the Seahawks is probably, you know, we really like Drew Locke. We think we can still compete within this division. And good luck with that. That's a pretty good division of football, um, but maybe that's the you know the mindset of competitors. I not many people are like me and are like actually we suck. So <laughs> I know this, and you know a lot of people think that they're still very good. Uh, you know Pete Carroll's been a very good coach. He's had like one losing season in the Russell Wilson era, 
maybe he is just like, yeah, we can still do this. Rams aren't that good. 49ers aren't that good. <laughs> and the 49ers might not be. Like, we'll see what happens with Jimmy Garoppolo, but still a couple teams out there that need quarterbacks. And I think after we figure that out, you know, guys like Jameis Winston still out there. Yeah. That one kind of surprises me. Coming off an ACL, but still kind of surprises me. Oh, I think when <laughs> you look at Jameis, it's like, eh, do we want to have the same amount of touchdowns as interceptions this year? Yeah. I think that's really what it is with Jameis. I know it's might be an old joke, it's been overused, but I mean, it's just the truth of the guy. Like, you're going to you get got one a great game, and you're going to have one <laughs> awful game. You're a buy into the potential guy. I am, but like when you see Jameis, like I bought into it. In, I know <laughs> in New Orleans, and it was like one of those deals. Where it was like I thought it would be better. Hot start, hot start to the season for James Wilson. I was like, hell yeah, I was right. Same thing with Carson Wentz in freaking Indianapolis. Then as the season goes on, you realize I'm wrong. You kind of make correct. me hate Drew Locke. <laughs> uh-huh. You're kind of making me hate Drew Locke. For I just want to go anti anti country and just be like, no, he's going to suck so bad this year. <laughs> That's what I'm saying is because this is the one time where I'm like, actually, Drew Locke's just not that good. He's going to be good because everyone else are hyped up and they weren't. Take <laughs> yeah. what I say and go the opposite route with it. Jameis still has a chance. He did. He only played seven games last year. It looked really bad. I, I, he had like, what, one or two really bad games? <laughs> yeah. But then he would follow up with like a career game. Or yeah, I think it was maybe like a... week one last year. It was like, oh, lights out. Next game. Four interceptions. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Like, there's one game where he had four touchdowns, like four throwing touchdowns, and then the next week he had four interceptions. Yeah. Pete Carroll, or not Pete Carroll, excuse me. Uh, Sean Payton's just like, dude, what the hell? Mm-hmm. How? This is the same game plan. Okay, it was week one last year. He threw five touchdowns. Who they play? Was it the Packers? The Packers. Yes. And everybody was like, oh, Rodgers is done. Packers <laughs> suck. Yeah. Saints are great. Jameis is back. Next week. He went out, completed 50% of his passes, no touchdowns, two interceptions, four sacks. Bingo. There and it was like, there's the Jameis we know. <laughs> He's back. Yeah. I am kind of surprised that more teams aren't in on him. But, you know, so much has happened over the last two weeks that we're still trying to figure it out. Aaron Rodgers made his decision. Russell Wilson got traded. Uh, I think once everybody knows they're out on Deshaun Watson, even like the Colts, who called and were told no. I think after Deshaun Watson gets a new team, then we'll move on to guys like Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe Baker Mayfield, and that next tier. But I think a lot of teams are still holding out hope that we can get Deshaun. <laughs> He's going to pick us. And then they'll move on to a Jameis Winston yeah. type. Oh, you're a little heartbroken there for a second. And you go, eh, well, screw him. We'll be better off without him. Yeah, and you will be better off if you go to Roper Kia. Visit their inventory online if they don't have what you're looking for. They will help you find it and a great deal. If you mention us here at Mike'd Up, you will get $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Don't wait. Go in there today. Check them out. And again, mention us here at Mike'd Up. Save yourself $1,000 at Roper Kia. Absolutely. And speaking of don't wait, don't wait to go to gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when danger could arise. Make sure you put yourself in a position to protect you and your family. The best part about GunSpot is there's no reserved oxygen every single week, and you don't have to worry about any extra hidden fees or extra charges when you go to check out. You don't even have to second-guess it. So, again, GunSpot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. That is where I go, and that is where you should go. Mixing it up on us, adding, adding some new little, little zingers in there. I'm going deer hunting this year, dog. Are you? Blowing them down. I don't know if I want to go deer hunting. You made that comment the other day, like, oh, we're going hunting this year. I was like, with who? 
Who are we going with? I got some hunting lands. I will down. go. It wasn't like a, I'm not going hunting. Yeah. I want to go murder some ducks, though. <laughs> I can set that up. I, I've said it before. It's not a joke. I don't think that I have the ability or the mental capacity to actually kill a deer. I'm pro hunting. We Conservation, I get it. As long as I don't have to pull the trigger. Yeah. I don't think I could do it. I, I really. No, I, I, I definitely get it. I was in that spot as a kid too. And then like kind of once you're in the moment and more the understanding of like, okay, this is going to feed you and your family. It's going to nope. feed other people. Somebody else going to have to do it for me. That's great. I love it. Appreciate that. No, I totally get it. I'm not going to sit here and judge you about it. Yep. That's not pulling the trigger. Totally respect it. However. You spot the deer, I'll shoot them. I I have no problem killing ducks for recreation. I'll say, have you hit a deer before? No. No. Oh, like with a vehicle? Yeah. No. (laughs) What would you think I meant? I don't know. Like I've been a freaking petting zoo, like, fuck you, no. (laughs) Yeah, you said hit, and I thought, like, you meant, have you ever shot and hit a deer before? I was like, no, I've never even shot at one. I just told you Uh, I couldn't do it. Uh, I saw a turkey. I saw a turkey as a kid when I went hunting. I was bow hunting. I don't own a bow. I was just with a friend, and he was like, here you go. Like, take a shot. I'm like, no, I can't fucking do it. I can't. I can't release it. Then I'm like stuck in the position to shoot. And I was like, how I get out? Like, what are, I'm not shooting at the turkey. So what do I do? Hit the tree, dog. And I just didn't know. And I didn't know, though. And my friend is dying laughing. So I'm just stuck there with a pool. And it's like, I'm getting tired. And it's like, I don't want to shoot the arrow. I don't want to lose it. Didn't know what to do. I don't even remember how I got out. But I can't. I couldn't pull the, couldn't pull the trigger. I get it. Well, that's fine then. We'll just you spot the deer. I'll I'll shoot them. I don't have very good vision either. I'm telling you, ducks or the patience. I'm a patient person. After a while, it's like, why am I still sitting here? That's just about an hour and a half. Yeah, I be quiet and all that shit. That's what everyone says, dude. I've been up in a tree stand. I've just whipped it out, and started going with pee. All of a sudden, I've coughed up there, sneezed. Wow. It just sounds like it's just part of freaking nature. You're telling me there's no other animals out there sneezing. Or peeing, or making some random noise. It's not like a deer hears. Ugh, fucking kill me! Gotta get. No, He's got a just, gun. They're just like, what was that? And they stop. Uh, and they yeah, they start sniffing. They look around. Uh, also, I think I've said this as a tell the truth Tuesday. When you hear deer's colorblind, it doesn't mean they're blind. It just means they can't see colors. <laughs> yeah. So. Thanks for that up. Ten-year-old <laughs> uh, Austin was stunned when that fucker saw the moves. So I have, but I have three older brothers. All three of them are colorblind. I am the fourth, and I am the only one that is not colorblind. I didn't realize the other two were colorblind. As yep, well. all three of them pretty severe colorblind too. They will try to lie to you and be like, nah, "I'm not that colorblind." Every single one of them <laughs> very fucking colorblind, and all like their entire lives. I'd be around them, and I'd have to, like, hear them tell people, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm colorblind, so this. And the number of people that would be like, you can't see color. The number of people that think colorblind people just see in black and white is ridiculously high. Let me go ahead and clear it up for everyone. That's not the case. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. It's like when a normal person sees a color like teal, and you're like, "Eh, I can't really tell if that's blue or green. That's what it's like for colorblind people. They're like, I think it's probably red. Or one of my favorite ones is pink versus gray. Older brother Matt, a lot of time tries to buy gray. 
homie ends up in pink. <laughs> That's what it's like. Uh, let's get to some baseball free agency talk, though. I'm excited about this. At the same time, I'm kind of heartbroken. Uh, the other day we saw the Braves move on from Freddie Freeman. And it sucks to see. I wanted him to have that Kobe Bryant moment. Now, I stayed with one franchise my entire career. It doesn't look like that's going to happen. They trade. They acquire Matt Olson from the A's, who's a very good first baseman. If you're a Braves fan, it sucks. You still got a really good first baseman. Yeah, and he's a hometown kid, so that just kind of goes into it. I didn't even realize that one. Yeah, I didn't either. I saw it yesterday, and I was like, oh, that's actually kind of special. Like, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Same thing today with you mentioned like Deshaun Watson wanting to go to Atlanta because that's where he's from. I didn't necessarily realize that. I think that's cool. You want to go home and play for your hometown team that you grew up cheering for and yep. be the hero and be the guy, freaking go do it, man. Yeah. If the last Patrick Mahomes wants to do that for the Cowboys, shut up. You're staying here. <laughs> Man, he likes that Dallas area. Uh, yeah, he does. I've never voiced that opinion out loud. He really likes the state of Texas and the Dallas area. Yes. He's it doesn't work out. <laughs> yeah. End of his career. I, I'll say this, bold statement. I don't think Patrick Mahomes finishes his career as a Kansas City Chief. No, I agree with that. I mean, it's just you look at Manning, you look at Brady. It's just not something that people do anymore. Yep. Which no hate to him, and if he does, like I can't hate on him. If I were a professional athlete, at the end of my career, I was like, you know what? Always wanted to play for the Chiefs. Going home, that probably wouldn't happen, but like definitely in baseball. Yeah, I would be the guy that's like, wait, you were drafted in the hundred and fiftieth round, and you're holding out to play for the Royals? Yep, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> so I first contracts. It's like, nice no, I'm not. I'm not signing any extensions. I'm hitting free agency as soon as I can. My ass is going to be in Kaufman. <laughs> That's the way I would do it. I would be that obnoxious But guy. you don't want to stay in win World Series? Is that what I said? <laughs> no. No. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do that in Kansas City. Uh, that's the way I would be. Uh, but it looks like Freddie Freeman going to move on. He's not going to be a brave. They just they can't afford to pay him. He's going to move on. But then, uh, you know, a lot of teams that were interested, the Yankees even moved on yesterday. I believe they are the Yankees. So I wouldn't be surprised if they make some more deals and maybe try to acquire him. But they did sign Anthony Rizzo yesterday. That kind of signals, like I said, that they're out on Freddie Freeman. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not writing them off either, though. It's just it's tough with the Yankees because I don't know. Here's my thought with the Yankees: everyone talks about how good they used to be and like how storied the franchise is. I love that. I respect that. I've never seen it be good in my personal life <laughs> of watching and paying attention to the baseball. The Yankees—they won the World Series not too long ago. Yeah, in like 2002. No, like in the teens. No. Right? I don't think so. Am I wrong? I thought they did. 2009, they beat the, the Phillies. Yeah. 12 years ago. Uh-huh. It's been a long time. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I just, I sit here and look at this. Like, <laughs> the last Cardinals one, though, was like. 2011. Yeah, right. Like, so it's, it's, it's still right it's, again one of those things where it's like, all right, like at some point, like we just got to realize you're not that anymore. Uh-huh. I think it's the like thing, they keep trying to just buy their way into it. The thing with the Yankees is they have never had that drought of like, oh my god, we haven't been good in 25 years, or we haven't won a World Series in 25 years. It's every decade they are winning a World Series. Like this That's might be their point. longest drought right now, and the last one was twenty uh, two thousand nine. Yeah, you know, like even the Royals is like, oh, I haven't done this since nineteen sixty nine. 
Yankees fans like, God, we haven't won a World Series since I was 10 years ago. <laughs> I am, I'm a Yankees supporter, though. I know a lot of people don't like the Yankees. I'm very much so a Yankees supporter. I mean, I'm fine with the Yankees. It's just the fact that you keep going out and buying talent, and then you're still not successful. Yeah. In terms of, like, getting to the World Series and winning. I know you're getting close, but close ain't enough. Yeah. I, I am pretty good. You think close is enough? I'm a Royals fan. They're bottom of the division. <laughs> I would I would be okay with close for a couple of years. To be like, yeah, you know what? We are competing within the division. <laughs> or that every year the expectations for the Yankees are a championship. I think that's maybe one thing that holds them back. And people are like, oh, look at you. Didn't complete your goal. Yeah, our goal is the highest fucking goal you can have. Though. It's not like the Knicks who are like, man, I just, what I would do for a winning team with the Knicks to keep it within New York. Like the, if the Knicks were half as good as the Yankees are, God, we'd celebrate them so hard. <laughs> but it's the Yankees. The same with the Red Sox too. I don't like the Red Sox. Um, but they're, you know, everybody expects them every year to be like in the World Series, in the hunt. And they had a long ass. I mean, drought. maybe I should just shut up because. Yeah, like they're good every year. Yeah. <laughs> it, but that's part of the yeah, ALE. This is this is where I like to pride myself. I can admit this. I put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> I talk shit on the Yankees. Probably shouldn't. Right? Yeah. Like aim a little lower. <laughs> You're going for the top. <laughs> you know, like let's I got start a, with I like got a Cubs. mouthful of foot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and be like, oh, the Cubs. You haven't won a World Series since it's like 2015 or something. Not 15, 16. 16, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of my take. But with the, the Yankees, uh, they bring in Anthony Rizzo, and they trade it for Josh Donaldson. Those are two really good hitters. What's going to happen with Freddie Freeman? The Padres and the Dodgers. I think it's going to end up being the Dodgers. I even saw an Instagram or TikTok yesterday or the day before sometime. Where fans had zoomed in on a picture of Freddie Freeman's wife. She just posted on Instagram. It's like, oh, having lunch with a friend, whatever. They zoomed in on the background, and the background as Dodgers Stadium. That's why I love internet sleuths. They're like, she's in fucking Dodgers Stadium. Wow. Right now. So, I mean, it's looking like Freddie Freeman to the Dodgers. I think the, the Padres are making a late push to get him, which... It's going to be nice. I did see the other day, and this kind of like, it makes me feel bad for myself, but it also makes me happy that the Padres are shopping Eric Cosmer at first base. They're like, hey, you know, come get this guy, along with Will Myers, two former Royals. Like, yeah, that worked out for us. We didn't pay him all that money. Good job, Royals. So (laughs) I expect the Freddie Freeman thing to, to happen pretty soon. One thing that's really interesting, though, that popped up yesterday is the Mets and Yankees players. Aaron Judge was getting interviewed, and it got brought up yesterday that the New York uh, vaccination protocols still in place. If you are not vaccinated, you can't play in New York. And we saw it with you know Kyrie Irving. He's going through the same thing. It's the exact same law for baseball players. You're not able to play in New York. And Toronto also has the same law. You can't come over across the border unless you're vaxxed and play. And that's huge for guys like Aaron Judge, who was pretty non-committal on his status, which HIPAA, whatever, his thing. <laughs> but it is going to be really tough. Well, one of your best players not able to play in the state of New York. 
that's going to wipe out a bunch of games and then not be able to play a division opponent in Toronto. That's going to wipe out a bunch of games yeah. as well. That's going to be a tough look. And especially with Toronto, just, I mean, once again, loading up. I mean, they have probably one of the best infields in all of baseball. Like, the Blue Jays are going to be deadly this next season. Yeah, and they just traded for Matt Chapman. Yeah. Which, it, some of these trades that happen in baseball, I'm like, where is this dude going to play? Like, for the, the Blue Jays, even. It's like, where do you have room on the infield for Matt Chapman? Like, I guess he's going to play third. Yeah. But what are you going to do with some of the other guys that you have, like Bo Bichette and... He's uh, shortstop, isn't he? Vlad Guerrero will probably play first. Who's the other kid that they have? They have somebody else's kid. I can't remember. Uh, is it um, to here? It's just a loaded into. But the great thing is you can pair some of these guys with a DH. I mean, Vlad Guerrero Jr. That's what I'm thinking. He's probably going to be DH. Let's just go ahead and make that official. Yeah. Homeboy, just gain some weight and hit bombs. You're good. I almost wonder if they're like, hey, let's keep him at first so he's a little bit active. <laughs> let's burn a little bit of those calories. Yeah. Like, let's just not be stagnant at DH. We don't want uh, like a David Ortiz type situation. Or you know what? You'd probably take a David Ortiz situation. Like, yeah, do you weigh 280, but you can crush the ball? We're not worried about you getting to second base. Just hit a home run. Until they ban the shift and everything goes back to normal. But the vaccination thing, I, I do want to say this. It's absolutely ridiculous. The other night, Kyrie Irving could not play for the Nets. So homie bought a ticket to go to the game, which fans are allowed to do. You do not have to be vaccinated to go to the game, to go to the arena. Yeah. So that's what he did. And then he gets fined for going to the game. Yep. That is some bull. Shit. I completely agree. <laughs> and I'm not a Kyrie Irving guy. Uh, he went to Duke, but I don't even really like to talk about it. He only played like nine games. It's bullshit that he can go, like a fan can go sit courtside, interact with the players, dap them up, everything. But he can't play in games because he's not vaccinated. Yeah. It's just very hypocritical. I don't like that. I don't either. So it's like, let's just figure it out. And then he goes and plays the next night and drops 60 points. Yeah. 41 and a half. Right. In the first half. Yeah. That is I, I think I got like start. the alert that like Kyrie going off for 41 points. I was like, damn, the first half. I thought he might get 80. And yeah. honestly, if it weren't a blowout, he didn't play much in the second half, I don't think. I didn't look at the box scores this morning, but I mean, to drop 60 and then not play much, it goes to show he is one of the most talented players in basketball. For sure. And that's what's just been so awesome. <laughs> Just so aggravating about this entire process is you're so talented. So everyone's going to have the argument is like, why don't you just get it and be fine? Or it's just like, let's just clear it and play. If everyone else is free and gets to go to the game and not have to wear a mask, why do the players? Why does there have to be certain rules for the players but not the fans? Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, I know that's exactly what you just said, but it's just the argument of like, can we just freaking move on from this damn thing? Right. That's kind of where I'm at with it. And I'm sorry. Hopefully no, I that doesn't hurt anybody's feelings, but it's just like, I am ready to move on with life and stop worrying about this. I'm big about if rules have to apply to everybody. Yes. If you're going to say Kyrie can't play, then say fans that aren't vaccinated can't come. Either. Like, if that's your big deal. Yeah. Like, just because he works in New York, he's not allowed to do that. It just seems kind of hypocritical to me. And I, I'm kind of ready to be done with it, too. And for baseball, too, I thought we were getting away with this. Uh, the New York thing, and they were going to change it. I thought that was going to happen like mid-March. Here we are, March 16th. Um, but I do. I hope they do. I want to see guys like Aaron Judge play, and they're going to do it in full stadiums. Might as well let them play, especially in baseball. 
<laughs> or, you know, if that's the risk that the Yankees want to run, of like, hey, we know we have some unvaxxed guys. Sorry about you. We're not canceling games for you, though. So if you, if you can't play, you're forfeiting. Yeah. Just make that a rule. Same with the Nets. Like they already, we had an outbreak in the NBA where it was like, oh, we're canceling this game, moving that, moving there. Make that the rule. If you don't have enough guys to play, I'm sorry. That's the rule. We're moving on, even if it happens in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with it. And that, again, I think my little theory with the NFL kind of played a huge, I think it was a little true, to be honest, where it's like, hey, we're going to have everyone about week 14, 15, 16 kind of get COVID. It's going to be a big storyline now, so we don't have to talk about or worry about it in the playoffs. And in the week of the Super Bowl, we're going to announce, hey, forget about it. There's no more protocols. I think the NFL probably just stopped testing. Probably, yeah, they, I mean, they did. They said yeah. that afterwards. It's like, if you're vaccinated, we're not testing. I mean, during the season. <laughs> I don't mean now. I think like it got close to playoff time or in the playoffs, and they're like, don't worry about it. <laughs> or what they probably did is like they had the show of, hey, by the way, no swab time. But then they didn't run the test. They took the swab. They didn't run the test. They don't want people straight to the dumpster. Recycle. <laughs> yeah, that's a conspiracy theory, though. I have nothing to back that up. That's just my own thinking. But I could see the NFL doing it. Kind of shady. You tell me you dug through eleven thousand emails. You didn't find one from Dan Snyder <laughs> that was bad. Come on. But here's John Gruden's. <laughs> right. Exactly. I wonder um, how that situation's going. Because didn't he sue the league? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He has a, a lawsuit going on. Yeah. Currently. But I, I think it'll take a while. Just, I mean, Deshaun Watson thing's taking a whole year. That's true. Yep. Uh, but let's get to some of our last sponsors. Club 609, a great place to be this March with that happy hour. 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock. Uh, they don't advertise themselves as a sports bar. They don't really like to be referred to as that either. Yep. But they got TVs that play sports. <laughs> <laughs> so it's nice to be in there, especially a little March changes. Madness. A little 2 o'clock till 8 o'clock happy hour. Games start tomorrow. Pretty excited about that one. Uh, but you should definitely hop in there uh, if you're ever around the area. Uh, I was even DMing a guy yesterday, and he's like, you know what? If I'm ever in Joplin, me and you, 6 to 9 for a beer. I'm like, yep, I've talked about it enough that you know where I will be. <laughs> 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock for that happy hour. Two for one drink specials and $2 draft pours at Club 6 and 9. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Downtown Lube. Be sure to visit them at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. The actual shop is located here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri on 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but like I said, they are much more than that. So visit their website for the full list of services. Auto is not a matter also, excuse me, it's not a matter of if, it is a matter of when you're going to need your oil change or your tire service. So make sure you get that done and taken care of right here in Joplin at Downtown Lube. All right, let's end the show with a little Would You Rather edition. And I'm curious about this one for specifically you, Big Country, but I, I think I know the answer already. Social media-wise, would you rather give up TikTok or Instagram? TikTok. <laughs> oh, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Giving up you TikTok said it so in a definitively. Well, here's the thing. Instagram's got the reels, and it's almost just <laughs> as good as TikTok. Uh, there's the truth. Okay. I Instagram, there are some there's some people on Instagram that are not posting stuff on TikTok that they might be on t- Instagram. Really? I mean, there's some... I'll so, be honest. There's some pretty girls on Instagram that probably aren't out there making TikTok videos. You still see their posts, see what they're up and what they're doing with their I don't posts. watch Instagram Reels. So I, I watch some TikToks, but I don't watch they Reels. freaking... Instagram has my algorithm figured out because it's like I'll be scrolling. They'll be like, "Hey, here's some reels." 
it'll be like something about like wildlife or you know animals or like just scenery stuff. Sure it is. And I just start scrolling through that. That's literally what my Instagram is. And then what do you find? Nothing like what I find on TikTok. That's for sure. I almost had to stop TikTok because that's all the freaking feed is anymore. Starting to feel like a bad guy. Uh-huh. Oh, Truth Wednesday. Yeah, they get you. Yeah. They're like, oh, you you paused on this video for a second. I'm gonna show you three more just like it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You like tall blondes? Look at these five next videos. Yep. It is. It's bad. Sometimes my daughters would be like, hey, look up dog videos on TikTok. And I'm like, eh, see the way my algorithm set up is yeah. I really don't want you to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we don't. Daddy doesn't have TikTok. It's so weird. Uh, but I do. Ooh. I would also Daddy I would probably give up Instagram. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'm not even like I don't watch a lot of TikTok, but it's I find it very interesting. Yeah, and there's a and lot that's not of just the big booty hoes. There too. I there's a. <laughs> I'm big into conspiracy theories. If people aren't picking that up. I love hearing about that stuff. I've been doing March Madness research via TikTok. How you get there are dudes on there, and this is another thing that I don't think people realize. That's an untapped sports, uh, social media outlet. Yeah, not a lot of people on there talking about sports, but people are craving it. And I saw one. March Madness video where the guy's like breaking it down. And he's like, here's who your pick should be. Absolutely do not pick this team. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Hit that little like button. Now I got three other guys telling me who to pick and who not to pick. Shit. So it's just, it's pretty convenient. It's not just people shaking their asses. I do see a lot of that on there too. Yeah. One of these days, maybe I'll upload my own ass shaking okay. videos. This is the one throwing it down in Nashville. Right. I don't remember it, but I wish I did. Same, <laughs> same, but even like, uh, you know, I have my two, my two videos up there right now. One for my alarm clock, one for my spatula. Those are my, my TikToks. Pretty neat little videos. <laughs> right. I need to do more. It's about time, but I would, I would give up Instagram. I also, I'm a little jaded. I hate when people steal someone else's idea. Like that's not your content. You stole it directly from TikTok with reels. So it kind of pisses yeah. me off. It makes me loyal to TikTok. Or if you start to see trends for me on TikTok, and it's like, oh, that's funny, but I know you weren't the first person to do it. I won't follow you. Because it, yeah. it, it gets to me. Really? Yeah. I feel like that's just what everything is. Everything is just like, you kind of have to be. It's just stolen a, content. Yeah, I mean, but you have to kind of be a thief in that way of like, you make it to where it's your own, so where there is a different aspect. The trend's not – it doesn't – like I get it. Some of yeah. it is just trends like, oh, yeah, you did the same dance or whatever. Um, but who's that guy on there that's like interrupts videos and he's like, listen, and then like shares a fact? Yeah. Of the other people that have tried to do that, it's like that pisses me off. That dude thought oh, of that. 100%. It was his original thing, and then other people are coming in and trying yep. to steal it. So like, that I shit. totally agree with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That but I'm then, like, even when like Twitter is like, we're gonna try Twitter. I don't even remember what they were the called. Fleets, <laughs> yeah, stories. fleets. Like you took that from, you took it from Instagram. Who took it from Snapchat? Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for you to kind of give me a second because I was gonna be like, hey, remember <laughs> where the stories came from? Yeah, Instagram stories though, like that has worked out very well for them. It killed Snapchat. It I did. don't use it anymore. I don't either. That's a lie. <laughs> I told you this weekend you use Stop. Snapchat more than anyone I know. <laughs> hey, man, you, I'm a single guy out here. These, I, for some reason, Snapchat's the thing. I've had to kind of learn the game again. Uh huh. 
it's not going. It's, that's a lie. It's going well. Change and adapt. That's that's the yeah. name of the game. It's what I do. Adapt and conquer. Is it? So far. Okay. Um, here's another one that is a little bit trendy. Would you rather eliminate daylight saving time or keep it forever? Spoiler alert. It sounds like Congress, politics, they're going to vote it out. So I thought I saw that. And just like, nah, we don't do that anymore. But I don't get it. Like, how do you just all of a sudden go, actually, we're not doing this anymore? Well, it's a government thing. That's why it all started. They're like, hey, by the way, we're going to save some daylight time. Set your clocks back. And then they gave each state, like, permission. Like, hey, do you want to join in and do this? 48 of them were like, yeah, sounds good. Let's all do it. Arizona and Hawaii were like, fuck you guys. This is weird. (laughs) Now, snip, snap, snip, snap. Sounds like it's going away. I'm all about it. I have not understood for years why we change our clocks. Yeah. I did see – so when I saw the post, I saw people in the comments were just like, great. So now there's going to be some mornings where my kids are sitting outside in the dark waiting on the bus or like Uh – and it's when you start thinking about stuff like that, it's like, ah, that is going to be tough. Because, like, at this point of the year, now it's like, hey, it's dark at 5 o'clock. Like, right. our curfew can't be 7 anymore. Yeah. And for the kids sitting at bus stops, it does suck. I will tell you, some of those kids doing it anyway. Yeah. Sun's not coming true. up at 6.15. There's a bus that picks up in my neighborhood at 6.45. Those kids are sitting out there before the sun comes up. God, man. So it's, it's going to be rough regardless. I think what probably needs to happen, change and adapt. Look at the school system and be like, why are these kids getting to school at 730? Yeah. Like there are even studies that show brain activity, not great from 730 to 830. Let these kids roll in at nine. Ten. Shit. Yeah. Same with like the actual work schedule. Mm-hmm. The guy who created the Monday through Friday eight to five gig. F you, dude. That was for a factory gig. Yeah. I, well, I think at the time it was like, hey, cool. Thanks, man. We don't have to work all these hours. Now other countries have changed and adapted and been like, that's too much. Yeah. Here's a 32 or 36 hour work week or, you know, work three twelves or something like that. I mean, get your job done. Go enjoy life. Not in the U S of a where <laughs> we can't even take on the metric system. Right. No, it makes one like so much sense to switch. But the U S is like, nah, we're good. We've been doing this for too long. Yeah. We've got our own system that doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> we still measure by inches and miles. It, it's fine. We're happy here. But it is. It's weird. I do think it's cool, though. Give me more sunlight in the afternoon. Even yeah. this morning, I woke up at 6 a.m. and it was dark. That's cool. Dropped my daughters off at school at 7. Still kind of dark outside. But it's going to be light out at 6, 7 o'clock at night. Yeah. I would much rather be wide awake and able to do things outside in the evening than like, oh, cool. The sun is up when I'm driving to work. Now I'm blinded and can't see. So at what point do they stop the change? Is this the last time change them? It might be. So when we get to so we don't we don't we're not no fall back sleep back. Yeah, no spring back this year. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, right. Like you couldn't eliminate it after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe like yeah. let's finish this year and then we'll start it next year. I think it's cool though. I know that there there gonna be pros and cons to everything. I think it's so stupid that we change our clocks. Yeah. I never got it as a kid. I always heard it was for the farmers. Yeah. You tell me a farmer doesn't know that when it's going to get light or dark. Right. That chicken doesn't know what time it is. He's just going to wake up. You literally manipulate chickens in a freaking barn. Yeah. They're not. 
These cows. Do you know farmers do that? Do what? They manipulate chickens to think when it's day or night so they produce more eggs. I didn't. Yeah. It sounds very smart, though. They lay eggs in the morning. Is that why? Uh, in the daylight. So it's like the the way their brain processes to develop an egg or to like create an egg. Now, it's not going to be fertilized, but they can still produce an egg. And so it's like the way you work the They don't have sex the with a rooster? Not every time. No, egg, chickens I'm just are kidding. Just, oh, it's just a goddamn dog. <laughs> <laughs> you just walk into a chicken bar and it's like, hey, got to get another one out here. <laughs> right, like, yeah. Rooster Rooster's never here. stops. <laughs> yeah. uh, last, would you rather? Would you rather? Watch another Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin show or dig out your own eyeballs. <laughs> and to that, I say, give me the fucking spoon. I am so over Joe Exotic and Carol Baskins. What's up, you I wish they were kids? both in prison for the rest of their lives. I don't even care if they're innocent or guilty. Throw out the judge and jury. I'm sick of hearing TV shows. I'm sick of seeing memes, TikToks. They're two of the dumbest people in the world, stop making shows about them. It's stupid, and no one actually cares. It was the one show that took off because everyone was stunned at a guy who had a Tiger Resort, ran for governor, placed third in the voting, and had two husbands and a multitude of Tigers. The initial show was cool. Awesome. I watched it. Binge watched the shit out of it in COVID. Yeah, like, I think that's COVID. why it took off is because of like COVID. And everyone's like, well, you're right, though. We didn't have anything else to come up with the last year and a half. So let's just keep building off of this. You don't need to make a sitcom or a TV show, whatever the hell it's called, about a show that, of a documentary that was already done. Mm-hmm. We're not going to learn any new information. Right. Yeah. You've you already a sitcom seen it. about a reality show. Congratulations, Peacock, <laughs> which is really the problem. That's where I have to hear those commercials every day. Uh, one more little bit of news. It's official. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman to ESPN. Uh, rumors about it. I actually, I had it in the rundown yesterday of like, why isn't it official? Where is it? Where's the news? Uh, now it is official from ESPN. Uh, ESPN signs the legendary NFL duo Joe Buck and Troy Aikman to a multi-year agreement. The veteran broadcasters will become the new voice of Monday Night Football. Now, I tweeted out the other day, what happens with baseball is what I want to know. Yeah, with Joe Buck in the playoffs in the World Series, um, I saw one person reply to me and said uh, that Joe Buck is still going to be able to do baseball because he's only signing an NFL contract with ESPN. Kind of like with Kurt Herbstreit, he's able to do football for Amazon for the NFL, but he's still college football ESPN guy. It's weird because like I know some of these contracts are not set up that way, (laughs) but I guess if you're Joe Buck, you can be like, hey, take it or leave it. I'm still going to do baseball for Fox, but I'll do football for ESPN. But it is kind of cool. Uh, ESPN finally reeled in a big Monday Night Football crew. And, you know, guys like Brian Greasy kind of sucks for him, but he's going to be the quarterback coach for the 49ers now. <laughs> Lewis Riddick, I, like, I don't know what happens with him, but sorry about you. And then I can't remember the other guy's name. I actually like him. Third guy in the booth. Lewis Riddick, Brian Greasy, and, and uh, Levy. Steve Levy. Levy. Thanks. <laughs> we got that. <laughs> uh, he's been at ESPN for a long time, though. I, mm-hmm. Maybe a, he could take on a role with you know, college football. I think he does other sports besides football, I too. Do, he's the one that I do feel bad for because he was so excited when he got the gig. Right. And, like, everyone was so happy for him. Like, his family did some videos for him. Like, 
everyone at ESPN was congratulating him. I think it's one of those deals like, oh, man, you wanted it so bad, and you got it. And I was like, yeah, you paired it with two guys. You were kind of bored. I'll be honest. Lewis Riddick, I cannot stand listening to that guy talk. And Brian Greasy is just like, dude, I'm done with both of you. I'm done listening right. to you guys talk. I, I was kind of the same way. I liked Greasy. He had called some games before. It just never felt like they had any continuity in that booth. And there was just no energy. It was just so, like, negative and blah, blah, blah all the time. Mm-hmm. It was like when the Manicast came out, I was like, thank God, breath of fresh air for this Monday night game. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm excited about this. I know a lot of people don't care for Joe Buck or Troy Aikman. Get over I it. I like them both. Yeah, I love them. They're so good at what mm-hmm. they freaking do. And I did see, like, some of the contract money, like the contract info that came out. Why is Troy Aikman getting so much and Joe Buck is not? I, I saw that too. I don't know if any of it was official. I do wonder if that's part of the reason is that Joe Buck is still able to double dip with baseball. Okay. So it's like, hey, it's you're saying, only man, calling Joe games. Buck deserves just as much as Troy Aikman. Yeah. But that's the way that it goes. The color commenter, they always make so much more money. Like Romo and Nance. Yeah. You cannot even argue with me that Romo's better than Nance. No, Nance is actually good at what he that's does. That's what confuses me about it is we're like Jim Nance, like God, Jim Nance is the voice of CBS to me. Like mm-hmm. CBS, Jim Nance, nothing else. Yeah, but uh, that's pretty cool. I'm excited about it. Um, also, now Fox has a pretty big decision on their hands. Yeah. Who do they replace those two with? That was their, their big crew. And I've said it before, Greg Olson should be next in line. He is, he is very good at what he does. A uh, former player too, but – uh, I really like him. As, as far as like the the main broadcaster, though, I don't know who's next after Joe Buck. I don't either. I don't think they're even ready for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, they're like, oh, shit. shit. We had another year, we thought. Psych. <laughs> <laughs> like, now you don't, but I'm, I'm sure they'll figure it out. Again, big Trey Eggman fan, big Joe Buck fan. Yep. Very curious to see what happens with baseball on that one, though. I, I'm sure we'll get more information as the day goes on. But that is it for us today. We thank you guys for joining us, as always, in the call-in app right here every day, 10 a.m., breaking down some football, baseball, probably going to have some basketball news. Tomorrow, we will have a lot of basketball news because March Madness starts. Hey, yo. Tomorrow, we'll give our official picks of who we have winning the whole thing and break down some of those games that are going to be happening tomorrow. But again, thanks for joining us. Take care. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.